friends. You've now entered the Man Cave Podcast. Unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items. Like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Dan Casper here, your host for every single episode of the Man Cave Podcast. On this episode, we're chatting a little bit about records with LeBron James breaking the career points record in the NBA. I've highlighted four uh, kind of individual career records, most receiving yards in the NFL, most touchdown uh, passes in the NFL, the uh, most home runs in Major League Baseball, most points scored in the NHL. Which one do you think is going to be broken or maybe broken first? Kind of take a look at that. And then Packers have a decision to make here in a couple months, which we knew about. But now that the figures are officially out, the fifth-year option for Jordan Love. It's about $20.3 million. Packers have to decide to pick up that option shortly after the draft. Now they'll know whether Aaron's going to be playing with him or not, but does it matter either way? We're going to talk about that too. But first up, let's talk a little bit about uh, these records here. Just kind of a, a quick recap, if you will, where the uh, numbers currently stand. Receiving record, Jerry Rice holds on to that with 22,895 the uh, the Larry Fitzgerald is second all time at seventeen thousand four hundred and ninety two. The highest current active player is Julio Jones, who's sixteenth with thirteen thousand six hundred and twenty nine. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins would be next at thirty six with eleven thousand two hundred and ninety eight receiving yards so but uh majority of you so far picking uh the receiving record maybe you're kind of thinking a little bit with the way the nfl is being played right it's passing league and, and that sort of thing and you know touchdown the the career touchdown passing record has got the second most votes right now and that is held by one thomas brady who's got 649 wasn't that long ago when Favre broke it with 421. I was at that game in Minnesota. I was in college. It's like, hey, 421 breaking, you know, Dan Marino's 420. And the the big, you know, it was like a celebration and such. And then, you know, now it's just been absolutely dominated. Tom Brady's got 649. Uh, The highest active player right now is Aaron Rodgers, who's in fifth at 475 passing touchdowns. Um, then you got, uh, would be Matthew Stafford at 12 with 333, Russell Wilson's 13th with 308. Trying to see where like maybe a Patrick Mahomes is. Patrick Mahomes is currently tied for 58th with 192. Uh, for the, uh, let's go with, uh, the home run record. I mean, we all know that one. I guess it's maybe a little bit of a caveat because some people will recognize it as 
Henry Aarons. Some will recognize as Barry Bonds. So either 762 or 755, depending on which one you want to recognize. Uh, Albert Pujols, 703. He's fourth. Babe Ruth is third. The net, you know, if you want to go with, uh, excuse me, active, Miguel Cabrera is 27th at uh, 507 home runs. Maybe he's kind of scrolled down here a little bit more to, okay, so Mike Trout, for example, is tied for 97th with 350 dingers. And then the points record, th- uh, this one's not even close. <laughs> it's Wayne Gretzky, points 2,857. The next highest is Yamir Yager, 1,921. Now, the thing is, too, like with, with hockey, you got guys that are a little bit younger that could, that could play in the NHL, but that's just a ridiculous amount of, of points there. And I think it was the was it kind of a little nugget that we put put out last week about uh, about Wayne Gretzky. If you take away all of his points, because a buddy of mine had said this, yeah, if you take away every goal Gretzky scored, he'd still be the NHL's all time points leader. I feel like that one. If I were to rank him as like with those four, that was not going to be broken anytime soon, or maybe not broken. I might put that one at number one. As the least likely to happen. Because that is just, that's insane. <laughs> Goals wise, I mean, you know, Wayne Gretzky's still there. Then you got uh, Alex Ovechkin, who's in second. Gretzky's got 894, and Ovechkin's got 812. Uh, I'm trying to see who would be like the, the next. Okay, Sidney Crosby's got 541. But what do you got? What do you think? You can, again, vote on Twitter. That's where I got the poll. Otherwise, if you don't have uh, Twitter, go ahead and hit me up with a text on the Shoe Doctor's bullpen line, 715-830-1912, or hit me up on Facebook as well. I might vote which one of these most likely to be broken first. (sighs) I think I might go the passing touchdown. Just because, you know, receiving-wise, a lot of that is going to be dependent on longevity. And, you know, I mean, you're going to, I mean Jerry Rice played for a long time, too. And receiving-wise, too, it's it's going to be dependent on your, your quarterback. Like, who's your quarterback with, with a lot of that? And Rice, you know, Montana and Young, we, we know that. Um, and then, you know, you look at some of the quarterbacks, we've got some good quarterbacks in the league right now, but you got some shuffling around with, with some wide receivers and such. And, it's, you know, so I think you have to factor that in. And right now, I just, I think it might be the passing touchdowns. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I think he's got a, I think he's got a good shot at doing it. I don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing, you know, over 200 more passing touchdowns in his career to try to catch Brady. I think I think I'd go with the with the passing touchdown one as as the uh most likely or maybe the first one. At least the first one to be broken of those four. I think that's where I'm rolling with. I just there's so much uncertainty with receiving with receivers and you know you got to factor in who's your quarterback and longevity and that. I think quarterbacks have a longer shelf life, obviously, now than receivers do. Home run record, 
again, Trout, maybe I would have said that a couple years ago, but he's missed some time with some injuries. Could one of these youngsters maybe start to climb up there? You know, with the DH in place, that obviously does help extend players offensively at the plate. But, yeah, I'm going to go passing touchdowns one. But, hey, what do you got? Let me know. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what to do with the fifth-year option for Jordan Love. The numbers have come out. If we're rounding, it's going to be about a 20.3 guaranteed fifth-year option. That's the cap hit, okay? Won't be this year. It'll be next year. Packers have to decide shortly after the draft whether they're going to do that or not. Uh, so how, you could go about it different ways. We, we threw out a couple of them, right? We threw out a different way, a couple different ways you can go about it. You could, and we'll know if Aaron's going to be playing or not by then. If Aaron is still playing for the Packers, do you still pick it up knowing that, okay, we're covering our butts, you know, this is Aaron's last year, we still got a quarterback in in place for 2024. If Aaron is traded or retired or just not with Green Bay this year, do you pick it up? Still kind of maybe not knowing what you've got with Jordan Love, but at least you're covered for the next year? Or do you decline it knowing that, okay, and do you decline it? You can go about it a couple different ways. Aaron plays, you decline it. But then you you might be in a situation where you don't have a quarterback on your roster in 2024. Or, you know, Aaron doesn't play and, you know, Jordan just started this year, but you still decline the fifth-year option, kind of see what you got. If it looks great, maybe you agree to a contract extension or you've got that franchise tag. But the franchise tag is also a lot more expensive. You're talking about like top five. That's how they figure out that number, top five of the you know salary quarter, quarterback salaries and, and that sort of thing. So how do you play this? I think Goody knows what they're gonna do. I'm I'm fairly confident in that. You know, he kind of already admitted that. I don't think anything has necessarily changed from what he said a couple months ago or a while ago. I think they've got their plan in place. Now, if you were Goody, what would you do, though? If you were the general manager, what would you do? If it were me, since it does not affect this year's cap hit, I think you pick it up. I think you just cover your butt. Even if you pick it up, it doesn't mean you can't trade them if, if it comes to that point. You know, Aaron says, okay, I'm going to play 2023. You still pick it up. Jordan Love doesn't want to be there. Demands to be traded. You know, he doesn't have a whole lot of power, doesn't have a whole lot of say. He's still traded. I think you at least pick it up, cover your butt. And I understand, you know, if you if you don't want to pick it up, you're just kind of like, okay, we want to make sure that, you know, we've, we've, we've got the right guy. You know, playing a contract year. And let's let's say that, you know, okay, Jordan's the starter this year. 
you have that fifth year option. Let's say Jordan balls out in twenty twenty three. Like he just thirty plus touchdown passes, single digit interceptions or whatever, four thousand plus yards passing, leads the Packers to the postseason, balls out. You got him under a fifth year option, so you're you're ready to go. You don't necessarily have to give him another contract if you don't want to and say, so, All right, let's see you do it again. You got more control. And really, when you look at it with with quarterback cap hits, 20.3 compared to some of these other dudes out there, it's not that bad. Unless you you feel like just, unless your personal feelings are that you feel like Jordan is just a complete bust or he won't pan out or anything like that, well then, maybe you think that's just a skosh too high. You know, I was kind of looking a little bit here at uh, the 2024 cap hit for for the for the Packers, and this would be without Jordan Love on the roster, but it would still, you know, let's let's assume Aaron Rodgers is playing in 2023 plays for the Packers. Then you go to 2024, you don't have the fifth year option picked up from Jordan Love, um, even with Aaron Rodgers' cap hit of like 40.7 and, and David Bakhtiari's 33. You know, cap figure. Green Bay actually in, in 2024, and again, we don't know what the cap salary cap would be, but they would actually be in. They got space. You're about 3.3 million, but it would probably be higher because of you know the the rising salary cap. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Even with Rogers' cap hit on there, but again, that does not include the. Um, the fifth year option for for Mr. Love on there. So that's what I would do, though. I would pick up the fifth year option. I think you just got to cover your butts. You know, I think Green Bay may have an idea of what they got with with Love. I think they may have an idea, but I don't necessarily think that they 100% know what he's going to be like I just look at the the Jalen Hurts example it's just this is just me but I look at the Jalen Hurts example because from from everything that we were you know looking or or hearing about if you believe the rumors, if you believe the reports, it was that the Eagles were looking maybe at Deshaun Watson. Maybe they were looking at Russell Wilson. In fact, there was one about Rodgers last year while Jalen Hurts was on the roster. Like, we had this, it was kind of being out there that the Eagles were, were still kind of looking for maybe a, a different quarterback. There was some skepticism. And... Now you, you look at what Hertz did this year, and he's an MVP candidate, and he's going to be in line for a huge contract and such. And I think Jalen Hurts' play pleasantly surprised the, the Eagles this year. That's why I feel like when it comes to love, I don't think they 100% know what they've got with the guy. And, and Goody kind of mentioned that in his, in his postseason uh, presser that he's just got to play. He's got to get out there. He's got to play. 
They may have an idea, and maybe there's a little bit more optimism. I was reading Albert Breer from uh, Monday Morning Quarterback, and he was kind of talking about you know, the, the price tag for Jordan Love's option. And he kind of made a little bit of a note that, uh, you know, I'll just read it from him. But as I see it, they're in a much better spot now, they, Green Bay, than they were the past two years. And that's because where you could sense some concern about Jordan Love's progress a year ago, now there's at least curiosity and even optimism. And it comes at a time when the Packers will have a big decision to make on Love the week after the draft. They'll have to make a call on whether to pick up his fully guaranteed fifth-year option. The thing is, we don't know how he's going to be. We have no idea until he gets out on that field and plays. Uh, quickly, I just so, so like for twenty twenty four and just kind of curiosity. I uh, pray that Aaron Rodgers, after you know, let's say he plays this year, and then twenty twenty four. Let's say he retire after this year, he retires or, or, or whatever. Okay, moved on from him. Gave Jordan Love that uh, twenty ish cap hit green bay would actually still be okay in, in cap space actually it's uh like negative four hundred and sixty six thousand, and that's just really really rough in it being very generic in general on the whole thing that's kind of where it's at so really 2024 it's it's not that bad in in cap hit situations it really isn't compared to some other teams that are in similar positions with with green bay and that doesn't factor in like some restructures here and there, and and uh, that sort of. Thing. In fact, if you like move on from Bakhtiari after twenty twenty three, I don't think they will this year. But you know, the following year, well, then I mean, you, you're about twenty one million dollars open in cap space. Again, that's very, very generic. Very, you know, just you know, basic with everything. So what would you do? Would you pick up that fifth-year option for, for Mr. Love, or would you kind of maybe roll the dice here a little bit, not pick it up, see how, you know, whether it's whether Aaron's playing or not? Then we'll know by then, so you may have the luxury of that. But, like, right now, or if you want to go about it with a couple different ways, you maybe you're like, hey, if Aaron plays this year, no, I don't want to. Or yeah, well, just so I, you know, make sure we have the quarterback for next year. Or if he doesn't play this year, Jordan loves a starter. You're like, no, let's see how he does. And then if he does well, you know, you franchise tag it or give him a new contract. You can go about it different ways. But for me, right now, I think regardless if Aaron plays or not, if Aaron plays for the Packers or not, I still pick up that fifth year option. You've got two years control. Uh okay. So the other thing I wanted to. So I was reading Albert Breer's Monday Morning Quarterback, and and he had a line in there too about you know, uh, where was it here? Interestingly, interestingly enough, this is the same point after the first round picks third year that Green Bay went from Favre to Rodgers. How much though? I feel like it's a little bit different though because you had that COVID year, and. Jordan Love didn't have any preseason. I mean, he wasn't even active for any games. Not that that mattered any. But, I mean, he didn't have any preseason and such. And it was so, so different. It was a completely different offseason. Like, I don't know. I almost feel like that year doesn't almost count. And I know some people were kind of talking about that, too, when that pick was made. 
that okay, it's a COVID year. You're, you're kind of you know protecting yourself maybe a little bit and, and and having another quarterback or kind of having a wash year sort of thing. So I mean, I don't know if I count that year. I mean, Love's case and his camp's going to count it for sure, but I don't know if I necessarily would would consider that you know three years three years the same between Rodgers and and Love when. Rogers sat for three years, and when Love sat for three years, I don't know if I would necessarily call it the same, because I just that that first year, that COVID year, I almost call it like you know, I don't even know if I would count that. So, for me, in my eyes, I guess this is Jordan Love's third year with a full regular off season and preseason and such. Maybe that's just me, but that's kind of how I feel. Whether that has any factor in their decisions or not, I don't know. We'll see. But Aaron's got to make his decision first. That's where it all starts there. And he's going to maybe decide it shortly after. He's in four nights worth of complete darkness with no sound or no lights in some house. That's apparently what he's got uh, planned and going to do some, I'm assuming, like meditation and and uh, self-reflection and try to come to a decision and conclusion and, and that sort of thing. Hey, more power to him. If he can, if that's something that uh, he can do, whatever helps, you know, if it's uh, for mental health and that, I'm, I have no problem. Do you, man. Do what you got to do. I couldn't do anything like that. I'd probably last, you know, not counting sleep. I would love to try it, you know, get away from the world. Go up to my deer cabin or something. We'll do it there. Do it at the deer cabin. Get some sleep. Catch up on some sleep. But if you don't count the sleep part, I don't know how long I would last. I might go a little bonkers. Because he said he's not bringing anything. He's not like bringing a book, I'm assuming. He's not doing not bringing his phone. Nothing. How long do you think you could last? If you don't count sleep, pretend maybe you're in your cabin. Nothing. No lights. No sound. Nothing. And you got to stay in there. You can't like go out and have a little fire or anything like that. You got to stay in there. I don't know if I can do that. Like, I don't know how long I would be able to last. Like, literally, stay in there. Whew. Hey, more power to him though. If he can do that, and if that's what helps him mentally and all that, no problem. Whatever. Do you, man? Do you? Me? Whew. Hey, I'd like to get off the grid once in a while, but just to completely shelter in a little com- confined space with no light and no sound, and I can't bring like a book. I can't even go outside to have a little little campfire outside the the deer camp and such. Yeah, I might last thirty minutes and calling it right there, not counting the sleep portion. The reviews are in. It's the best thing I have ever tasted in my life. This is the best thing that's happened in my life, even better than my wedding. That's what everyone has to say about Man Cave Light, the official beer of the Dan Casper Show and the Man Cave Podcast. Try it for yourself, and you will know exactly why people say it's like sipping a little bit of heaven. Man Cave Light is available on tap at the bar in High V. You can also grab a crawler or six and take some Man Cave Light home with you. So go try your new favorite beer, Man Cave Light, today, and you will know exactly why one reviewer said, I cry tears of joy every time I have one. 
Family-owned and operated, Toyson Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand-new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa falls how long could you last lucas in uh isolated darkness uh i was pondering that i don't know like i <sighs> mm, i think longer than i think i could mm. which is funny because not my... counting sleep right i would say i feel like it's a, like it's a marathon sort of thing like once you get in the groove then you can go a long time the trick is that first set where your braid is like, but I got to change. I don't know. Um, I'll put it this way. If I were given a challenge to do four days, I think I could do it. But that's because Ooh. someone tells me to do four days. I don't know if I could be like, I'm going to go do four days. Mm, why? Like, just arbitrarily so. Mm. But if I'm challenged to do it, then I think I could pull it off. Um, here's the thing, too. Like, I'm a little surprised this man is doing it because I don't know if anybody remembers this. So this was uh, this last last. I think he told it to uh, uh, part of my take from Barstool, Barstool mm-hmm. Sports, when he was on there. Mm-hmm. But when he was doing his uh, Iocasca or whatever the heck that thing is, remember <laughs> that thing? Yeah. He told a story, and this is where I don't know if people, and this is really creepy, but he told a story that, you know, after he did this, you know, he, he's, and, and I don't care what, you know, he can do whatever he wants, right? He, this, if this helps him mentally and all that, awesome, great. But he said when he was doing like this sort of stuff, he saw something. I don't know if you remember, and I'll just read the quote. He calls it the Hat Man. So I, I, th- I feel like we need to play some creepy music here in the background. But he says he encountered a mysterious character, which he called Hat Man. He says he will sometimes appear in the distance, usually veiled by darkness, holding the corpse of a dead rabbit and sometimes a blade. And Aaron said that he fears staying alone in the locker room as the lights usually flicker and get off one by one. It was behind me, not even breathing hard. I heard its feet hitting the ground in a constant rhythm. I ran to my car, opened the door, slammed it behind me, and locked it as fast as I could. So now you're going to go in a house by yourself and lock yourself in darkness for four days, dude. With Hatman. With Hatman. Because he did say yesterday that, you know, uh, what do you call it, um, hallucinations could happen. Oh, yeah. I, it's very, very likely to happen in that sort of circumstance. Dude, you're afraid to go in the locker room by yourself with that, and now you're going to be in a complete darkness? I guess i got to give him more credit because I'd be scared as you know what. Mm-hmm. I would not have the courage for that. Mm-mm. No wow. way. That's genuinely creepy. Right? Wow. That's why I feel like some people kind of forgot about that or maybe didn't even know about that wow. That story he said. Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Can you imagine, like, seeing that actually happen, like the lights flickering off and on and then going out and then, like, like this quote where he says, it was behind me, not even breathing hard. I heard its feet hitting the ground in a constant rhythm. Like, what? <laughs> wow. And this is while he was on the hallucin- hallucinogenic? 
Yeah, well, this, this obviously was after that because he's talking about being in the locker room. But this started when he was on that. Like it, like opened a door, I guess is what you can say. Yeah, that, and that's what happens with with hallucinogens. Yeah, and that it 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 can potentially permanently alter how you view the world, view society. Mm-hmm. Um, that that doesn't surprise me at all. That maybe this found. I mean. May, I hate to do Aaron Rodgers psychoanalysis, but is this part of something that is like a fear of his or something that go deep, is deep in his past and is now has become visceral, something that's chasing him in his life or what? I don't know. I don't know, but that, but that might explain it. Because why else is there hat man with a dead rabbit yeah. and a knife? And a knife. Walking behind him in the locker room. Oh, Dude, and then he's going to go by himself in a house for f- some random house for four days, all dark. Hey. I hope he's okay. Hey, yeah. yeah. Does he end up waking up, like, all bloodied against the wall? I don't know, man. Because he did something to himself while he was hallucinating? I don't know, man. And he's not going to, I know he's not going to, well, I don't think he's going to go on any hallucinogen, any psychedelic while he's in there, but, wow. Um... I mean, more power to him. Yeah, like you were saying earlier. Good. Okay. If, if, if that that's helps what helps him, him yes, yeah. do that. That's that's fine. Yep. But, hmm. That okay. ain't for me. I'll just, no, no. That's not um, for me, but if it's for him, good for him. Good for him. Go yeah. for it. So, just but, as long as it doesn't lead to the Aaron Rodgers face on the field in week four. Uh, the, rah, rah, look, when, he, when some receiver missed a ball, then. You know, not to get completely sidetracked, but I had a theory last week that I want to get your thoughts on. It was the whole, we're going to go back to the Peyton McCarthy thing. Because you just mentioned that, and I think that's part of it. So, you know, the whole thing, like, why is, you know, Peyton, Sean Peyton got all, a better, like, PR department than Mike McCarthy or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, why are they perceived? I've got two theories. Because they were both hired at the same time for their first head coaching jobs, right? Mm-hmm. One, Sean Peyton was more of a name than Mike McCarthy at that point. Sean Peyton was a Bill Parcells disciple. Right. Came in a little bit more fanfare. That's the easy one. Okay. Two, Aaron Rodgers. Because of what you just said, the facial expressions, the body language, all that stuff we talked about, like analyzing that. Did you ever hear anybody talking about Drew Brees and body language? Never. Or, you know, any like, what does he mean by that comment sort of thing? Nothing. And I, and I just wonder how much that factored into it, too. I, it it didn't help McCarthy's case, and this also goes back to when Rodgers was, I guess, more likable, maybe more less, more neutral. Mm-hmm. I guess, um, even with some of his reactions, though, so it seems as though those have become more visceral as time has gone on, as well. And I think that kind of coincided with, I think that coincided with McCarthy declining in popularity, for lack of a better term. Yep. Um. Yeah, it, it, having having a sense of like the team is with you helped Peyton, mm-hmm. and I think also also helping was the whole New Orleans vibe thing of coming back after Katrina. Katrina and this yep. was a unit. I mean, even the bounty thing. I mean, there was still this thought of it's, but they're doing it as a team. Yeah, you never really sensed that with the Packers. It was more they're they're a regular NFL team. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there was going to be any criticism of a high-profile figure, there wasn't some 
obvious other dynamic to push back against it. Mm-hmm. If McCarthy's in New Orleans, maybe he's leading them on to a to help the city, and maybe so. Um, but he, though I don't think he had quite the um, the rah rah come with me that sense that Peyton has. Right. I guess not the ones better or not, but. I think that led to that a little bit more in New Orleans than McCarthy had with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I just, that was, you brought that up with the body language thing. So Remind me again of the, are the Broncos, let's see, Broncos play, no, the Broncos played the. No, the Packers play the AFC, uh, uh, AFC West this coming year. But do the Broncos play, oh, okay, good. So we won't get a McCarthy versus Peyton this year. Oh, uh, yeah, that one, I, yeah. Packers do. Packers play Broncos. When was the last time? When did the, when did the Cowboys Broncos? Cowboys Broncos, or would it be Cowboys Saints when I'm, McCarthy was there? I'm trying to. Well, I'm trying to think of like the next Peyton versus so 21, so two, three. So it won't be until the 2025 season mm. before they play each other. If Unless McCarthy's it's in the still Super around. Bowl. Yeah, that, that, that's the point. <laughs> so. And we require the Cowboys to actually get to a few games before that. But well, and you need Russell Wilson to actually, you know, play well. That. So, um, so yeah, um, odds, oh, odds that uh, w- would you take the bet that McCarthy and Peyton will play each other in the twenty twenty five season? Their teams will face off each They're, other. Yeah, because they'll be playing. They'll be in Denver. It'll be Dallas at Denver. I'll buy that. They will still be head coach. Yep. Like, I think Peyton will definitely be the head coach of the, the Broncos, short of like a burnout situation that no one could predict. Yeah. Um, Jerry Jones just loves himself some big Mike right now, so I think he'll last a couple more years. I really that, do. I'm. I know. I'm actually hesitating on this one. He's uh, said more uh, nice things about McCarthy now than he ever did about Jason Garrett. It seems like. And he loved him some Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when you already say he wants Mike McCarthy to coach as long as Tom Landry, jeez Louise, dude. <laughs> you know? I guess the bigger but, question is, what if Jerry Jones cedes duties or something in that time? Well, as long as they keep paying Dan Quinn, because you know he's getting pay increases every single year where he drops out of head coaching you know, jobs, he'll be around for a little bit. I want Peyton versus McCarthy and McCarthy to win that game. I mean, they've, to they change have this this stupid storyline, but they have before. They have, you know. but but it's it's still a thing. And I I I'd like for if only for the historic record, as opposed to a future record. That's redundant. For history's sake, to to tamp down the notion that Sean Payton is inherently better than Mike McCarthy. Maybe he ultimately is. But there's a lot of it that is inflated because we've decided that Sean Payton is at a level with Vince Lombardi. And as I've, as I've said a million times, so drink when I say this, Mike McCarthy is a, is a bubbling piece of jello in the corner, Airplane 2 style. And that the team won every single game in spite of Mike McCarthy. Yes, all those double-digit wins in spite of Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Come on. So, uh, just really quick, Mike McCarthy's record against the Saints, he's 2-4. and four, So, See, Sean Payton, clearly <laughs> the better coach head-to-head. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if he, they played the Saints with Dennis Allen this year. I, don't, I really don't know. Off the top of my head. What are the suspension years? <laughs> oh, and that too, that could be, yeah. 
Good point. I didn't even think of that either. So I mean, we, could, we could look up the info, but, yeah, but the, even if that wasn't the case, it'd still be like like two and three. And mm-hmm. I don't know if would did they win that? I, I don't know. No. Uh, somebody had asked if uh, this uh, James in the video stream if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers and this was your best friend who told you about Hatman, what would your assessment be? Well, my best friend. Uh, if it was my best friend. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd believe him that he saw something. I think it depends on the person. Um, well, if it's your best friend, yeah. If, okay, if it, and you've you know this person is not prone to saying whatever. Yeah, I know. Like, like if I'm thinking of my best friend who always made fun of me and gives me a hard time for watching ghost stuff, and he actually said that, yeah, I would believe him in a heartbeat. I think I would. I'm I'm trying to think of yeah, knowing who I know, like best friend also thinking like my wife kind of my best friend also i'm thinking like like my best friend going back to school and then all that yeah in in all instances i'd believe them Mm -hmm. i'd want somebody to believe me so that's the other part of it too so yeah gosh i just can't i keep thinking of what's that movie you probably never saw it um what is that movie it's just a really creepy figure in there Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I'll have to look it up, though. But dang it, <laughs> there's a there's a part in it that when uh, it's going to bug me. There's like four of them now. Ah, what is? Okay, never mind. I'll I'll think of it. I'll Google it. Whatever that one is, I haven't seen it, and I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I know you haven't seen it, no. so it's yeah. You 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 don't have to worry about it. Okay, but. so how long are we going to be able? How much can we squeeze out from the Hat Man thing for the rest of this um, season? For this up the the rest of Aaron Rodgers' career. Well, nobody's talking about it, so I don't think anybody just kind of, you know. Oh, then there's a lot of juice to squeeze out of this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm not. I blame Hatman for this season. Oh, man. There's plenty more Hatman we're going to run with. Mm hmm. I mean, that dude was killing rabbits, apparently. Oh, my gosh. Hatman. Hatman. I mean, he couldn't come up with a more creative, like, scary name than Hatman, though. (laughs) Ha ha ha. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I guess I don't know what I would have called it either, I guess. but Actually, you know what? Hat Man, for some reason, given the context, actually sounds even creepier. Hmm. I don't know why, and maybe that's just me, but... I, I want to know what kind of hat he was wearing. Like yeah, a top that, hat? Like baseball cap, fedora. Top um, hat, you know. Beanie. Yeah. Um, cowboy hat. Uh, Insidious is the movie I was thinking of, by the way. Oh, so. yeah, definitely not. Uh, L.A. Raiders cap, uh, Ice Cube, circa 1992. Mm. Um, what are we talking about here? I don't know. St. Vince? Yeah, we we need some more de- He needs to go to like one of those uh, police sketchers and sketch it out. I... I will say though the way he's describing it, like it, it is creeping me out. Too. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those like, oh, this sounds kind of a... no. Actually, I would no, I, I no. It, this this sounds genuinely disturbing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like for real, disturbing. Yeah, hmm. I don't know, but <laughs> gosh, weird, right? Oh my god. That's going to do it for us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Again, quick reminder, if you're not following or subscribing to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, do us a favor and do so, and don't forget to give us a a five-star rating on there as well. I'm Dan Casper, and we will talk to you again soon.